So if you guys have any questions whatsoever about keto or intermittent fasting, whether you're starting keto as a new person or just need to debug your program, or you have a question about a product, call one of our keto consultants. They'll be able to help you. Call 540-299-1557. That's 540-299-1557. Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. So the topic today is on nutrient-dense foods. There are certain nutrients that are very easy to get and some that are very, very difficult. Probably out of all the nutrients, the one that is the most difficult is vitamin D. In fact, it's next to impossible to get the vitamin D that you need from foods. Uh, this is why we have the sun, right? Now, probably one of the vitamins that is the easiest to get is probably vitamin K1, not K2, but vitamin K1, which is has anti-clotting factors. And I would say B6 is pretty easy to get too. It's in so many different foods. But the problem is a requirement for potassium is so high, we need 4,700 milligrams, that that's another one that's difficult to get unless you're consuming a lot of vegetables, minimally seven cups. Now, you can also get potassium from meats as well. So you want to include all of your foods to figure out your potassium levels. Magnesium is another one that a lot of people are deficient in. But if you're consuming enough vegetables, you're going to get magnesium. But magnesium is another mineral that a lot of people are deficient in. And it's a very necessary mineral to act as a cofactor for a lot of different chemical reactions in the body. All right, now let's talk about vitamin A. This is a very confusing topic because you'll see certain videos and um, blog articles on vitamin A is in spinach, it's in kale. You have to realize that is a pre-vitamin A. It's not the actual bioavailable active form of vitamin A called retinol. It's mainly in a beta carotene form, which is a precursor. So you have to convert it. And rarely does anyone get any significant amount of retinol from consuming vegetables. Because number one, the conversion factor is so low. And on top of that, 45% of the population has uh, a mutation with their genes that doesn't allow them to convert the pre-vitamin A to the active form of vitamin A. And one of the best sources of active retinol would be in organ meats. It would be in egg yolks. Now, the next one I want to talk about is omega-3 fatty acids. Another one that is a bit difficult to get unless you're consuming fatty fish, organ meats, grass-fed animal products. Now, you can get omega-3 fatty acids in algae and seafood, etc., but the precursor to the omega-3 fatty acid DHA is something called ALA, which is in walnuts, it's in other plants, it's in certain seeds, but the conversion factor is very, very small. So even though ALA is an omega-3 fatty acids, it's kind of like a precursor. It's not the actual important DHA omega-3 fatty acid itself. Now, the next set of um, nutrients I want to talk about is trace minerals. Many, many, many people are deficient in trace minerals simply because unless you're consuming food from the sea uh, or sea kelp, 
or shellfish, you're not going to get a lot of trace minerals. However, there are a good amount of trace minerals in organ meats. As we kind of go through this list and talk about what foods have certain key nutrients, that will give you a really good idea on what you should be eating or what diet you should be on. And then we get to the topic of iron. You have heme iron, which is a bioavailable iron, which is in animal products. And then you have non-heme iron, which are in vegetables and plants like uh, spinach, for example, which is not very available to you. So the most bioavailable iron is from animal products. So as you can see, as we're going in the list, a perfect diet would be a combination of plant foods and animal foods. And let's not forget B12. B12 is in animal products. Now, plants do give us a good amount of vitamin C, uh, and you can get a good amount of vitamin C from berries like blueberries, blackberries, which have a low glycemic index. Now, many people are trying to get their vitamin C from fruit. The problem is that there's just too much sugar in fruit, and the fruit nowadays has been grown with high levels of sugar, carbohydrates. So uh, we're not going to recommend that, but you can get a good amount of vitamin C from vegetables, which are low in sugar, even though they're high in carbohydrate. But a lot of that carbohydrate is fiber, which does not affect your blood sugars. Now, even though antioxidants and phytonutrients that are in our foods are not classified as essential nutrients, I'm going to add this to the list simply because there's so many benefits of these phytonutrients. For example, the phytonutrients in garlic, anti-cancer, antimicrobial are off the charts. So a lot of spices and herbs and uh, classes of vegetables like cruciferous give you additional nutrients like phytonutrients that go way beyond just the essential nutrients that most people uh, think with. So if we take a look at the foods that are most nutrient dense, at the top of the list, we have organ meats, grass-fed liver, of course, grass-fed heart and brains, are loaded with bioavailable nutrients. So you don't need much of it, but a little bit on a regular basis would be very, very helpful. Plus vitamin K2, which I haven't really talked about, is in organ meats, it's in fatty uh, meats, it's in egg yolks, it's in um, grass-fed dairy. And then we get shellfish, which not only has the omega-3 fatty acids, but it's loaded with trace minerals and vitamins and minerals. Salmon, great source of omega-3 fatty acids, plus it has trace minerals and a great source of protein as well. And number four, we have cruciferous vegetables. So we have great amounts of phytonutrients that are anti-cancer, but we also have potassium, magnesium, trace minerals, vitamin C, um, but we're not getting retinol from cruciferous vegetables. Number five, I put in here um, salads or leafy greens. Um, for your potassium and your magnesium. Plus it has vitamin C and a lot of other uh, great nutrients as well. Uh, a lot of the B vitamins as well. Number six, grass-fed meats have a really good spectrum of nutrients, a great diversity of B vitamins and minerals and uh, even antioxidants. And then we get to the topic of eggs. Now the protein in eggs is very different than the protein you would get from meat. We're dealing with an embryo, which gives you very unique types of nutrients versus animal muscle protein. But the egg yolk is loaded with uh, the active form of vitamin A, which is retinol. 
the egg has a great balance of nutrients. Pretty much every nutrient except vitamin C. It may have a small amount of vitamin C, but nothing significant. But the egg yolk has choline, which prevents the fatty liver, helps your nervous system. It has virtually all of the fat-soluble vitamins, including K2. So we definitely don't want to neglect the egg. I already mentioned fruits have too much sugar. Um, potatoes actually have a good amount of potassium and other nutrients like vitamin C, but they're high in starch. So even though it may have some nutrients, I'm not going to add that to the list. Now, even though grains have certain nutrients, okay, like the B vitamins, they are high in phytates, which block certain trace minerals. So they have properties of anti-nutrients, and plus they are also high in carbs. There are certain vegetables that are high in oxalates, like um, spinach, for example, and rhubarb, which will block calcium, and they can also add a lot of other problems to your life, like they can give you arthritic pains, as well as kidney stones. So even though spinach and uh, Swiss chard has a lot of nutrients, it also has anti-nutrients as well. And other compounds like tannins in tea and coffee have factors that deplete nutrients as well, but really only if you're consuming large quantities of them. So if you're drinking tea all day long and coffee, um, it could be depleting a lot of key nutrients unless you put those back in. All right, guys, so there you have it the seven most nutrient-dense foods. Before you go, if you have a question about a product or you're new to keto and you want to know how to begin keto or you're on keto and you need a debug because it's not going as smooth, I have a keto consultant standing by to help you. This is just for the people in the U.S. Hopefully in the future we'll be able to answer everyone's call. But I put the number down below so you can call and get some help. Hey guys, I just want to let you know I have my new keto course just came out. It's a mini course. It covers all the basics and how to do it correctly. You can get through this in probably 20 minutes at the very most. So if you're interested, click the link below and get signed up now.